Good morning, Redeemer Church and any other guests that are joining us today. My name's Al. It's great to be with you to bring God's Word. We've been having a fantastic series on prayer this month and a real emphasis on hungering after God, more of his presence and desiring more of him and to see him at work and his kingdom advancing among us and beyond. And it's been great. And today I'm going to finish off this particular series looking at the the whole praise aspect and pursuit, praise and pursuit. I'm going to go to Psalm 27 with you today and I'm going to read this psalm. The Lord put this psalm on my heart some weeks ago and I feel it just beautifully sums up where we want to go in the whole area of praise and pursuit. So I'm going to read it to you. I'm reading from the NIV. Please let me encourage you to read along with me. It's a fantastic psalm of David. Here it goes. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. O God, my saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. What a fantastic psalm here of David. He seems to have a section where he looks upward in praise and adoration of how great God is. And then he has this little slot where he pursues God about something. And then he goes back in a little third section, he goes back up again to praise and worship God. I guess it's a little bit like a sandwich. Fantastic. So I want to start today by looking at praise, who matters most. You see, sometimes uh, in my own life, perhaps in your life, you can get into this sense in which you think the most important person in this relationship in terms of need uh, and desire and you know it's about me actually when we pray 
It's really about God and his glory. That's ultimately what we are into. We want to partner with God together in this growing relationship where his glory is more manifest, more seen, because it's really all about him. It's not really all about me. Although God cares deeply for me and for you, and he does want to answer our prayers, and he does care immensely. But ultimately, we are in this relationship of prayer and devotion and growing together um, in this relationship because God's glory is what we're after. So let's quickly go to verse 1. We'll start there. I just want to draw your attention to a few things that David uh, says about the Lord. His focus is upwards. He says, the Lord's my light, verse 1. He says, the Lord's my salvation. He's the one that saves me. The Lord's my stronghold, my place of protection. He says, the Lord's my courage. When I need courage, he was a a warrior. When I need courage in battle, the Lord gives me courage. He gives me strength. And he says, the Lord is my confidence. I wonder, in my own life and in your life, when you come to pray and commune with God, is your focus first and foremost to look upwards, to to, to worship him, to adore him for all the beautiful things that are true of his character? David sets a beautiful example in this psalm, how that in all the in, in the midst of all the different types of prayer we can have, in this psalm he's reminding us it's good to come in worship, in adoration, to look up to our great God, because that helps us to focus well when we come to pray. And we want to pray in the will of God. So when we draw close to God and we get to know him better and what he desires and what he longs for, it fuels the fire of our petitions that we come and we line up with God and we pray for things that are on the heart of God. These are the kind of prayers God's going to answer when we pray with confidence in the will of God, we will see God answer our prayers in great and powerful ways. So before David asks God for a single thing, (laughs) he takes time to focus on who God is. Praise is David's priority. He wants to praise and to worship God first and foremost. And I want to encourage you, People of God and and others that are listening, perhaps you're not even a Christian yet. Our priority as Christians is to praise and to worship God. That's what we're all about, first and foremost. Secondly, pursuit. What matters most? If you were to ask me, Al, what are the things that you pray about that matter most to you? Sometimes when you compare them to what David is praying now in his pursuit, they don't seem quite as deep. So let me say, God does care about every detail of our lives. He cares about our family matters. He cares about our individual needs. He cares about the whole of our being, spirit, soul and body, the whole lot. He cares about everything about us. But David, it's interesting what David asks God for. One thing, I want to challenge you today. If I said to you, um, guys and girls, you can have one thing to ask God for, and I promise you that one thing he'll give you, 
What do you reckon, truthfully in your hearts, you would ask God for? One thing, what would it be? That's a challenge, isn't it? Because we all have things going through our head about um, one thing, perhaps, or one or two things are deeply, deeply personal that we long for God to answer. Let's look at what David asks for. It's interesting, he doesn't ask for a new car. There's nothing wrong with that if you need a car. He doesn't ask um, for more money. Uh, there's nothing wrong with asking God for provision. But David, look at verse 4. Let's look at what he asks the Lord for. He says, one thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. One thing. Remember, David had to go to the temple to be in the presence of the Lord. The beautiful thing is, for New Testament Christians like us, when we turn away from our sins and we surrender our lives and say, Jesus, come into my life, forgive me, come and be the the leader of my life, I'm yours. We receive in regeneration the Holy Spirit and the presence of God and his fullness dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. We have this beautiful privilege of being able to come into the presence of God because the Spirit of God lives in us, not only around us or with us, but he's in us. David had this longing, I want to be in God's presence. I want to be with him. And then he says, I want to gaze upon him. This is a little bit perhaps strange for some of us. It's like being in the presence of God, and just taking time to gaze at his greatness. Not even necessarily saying anything, just gazing upon his beauty. We can do that, can't we, when we come to draw near to Jesus. We look at Jesus in scripture, we look at his life, we look at what he's like. He is the He is the manifestation of the Father and its fullness to us. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in him bodily, Scripture says. We look at Jesus, we see how he behaves, how he conducts himself. I'm actually reading a book at the moment called Gentle and Lowly. His attitude towards sinners and people who are struggling and suffering. He is a beautiful man. He's a beautiful saviour. He's a beautiful healer. He's a beautiful God in the flesh. And when we gaze on him, our hearts are fueled by passionate longing and desire for him. And when we come with our requests, we come with confidence because we are getting to know him better and better as we gaze upon him. And David says, I seek him. I seek him. I, I, I go for him with all I've got. I'll be honest, there are some times in my life there are things that I go for, I pay attention to, I, I, I give myself more to. I want to live a life, and I'm sure you do too, a life each day where God's my priority. God's the one that I, I, I seek. God's the one that I gaze upon. God's the one who I want to prioritise in having time in his presence. Interesting, in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 9 to 14, King Solomon asks God for one thing. Interesting, Solomon being David's son. Here's what he asked. 
for he asked for a discerning heart and administering justice. That's what he asked God for. He said, God, please give me your wisdom and discernment so that I would be able to lead the people that you've given to me to be under my care, that I would lead them well in administering justice. What a great prayer. He could have asked for long life. He could have asked for wealth and fame or revenge on his enemies. But he asks God for something really important for what God called him to. I want to challenge us today, people of God. What what do you want to ask God for? What is that deep in your heart you think, I'd love to know more of the presence and power of God at work in my life. Go for some big prayers today, as well as the other ones that God cares about too. The everyday things. He cares about it all. David, in verse 4 of our psalm today, Psalm 27, he not only asks, but he seeks. There seems to be this level of intensity where he says, I'm going after you. I want to raise something here I hope that will be helpful to us. There appears to be, when we pray, a connection between asking and seeking and, and, and actually looking for God in situations. Let me give you an example. If you're praying for a promotion in your workplace and you think, I really feel the Lord wants to use me in a promoted position within work to be an influence for him and his kingdom to be a blessing to people, then why not look for ways to serve without even being asked? Little things where you can take on responsibility and be a blessing to your bosses and they see that there's emerging gifting and emerging uh, talent there for you to take responsibility. So as you pray about promotion, you're actually actively looking for opportunities to serve and maybe test the waters to see what is God leading me here? Let me give you another example. If you're looking for someone to be a, a spouse, who could be your husband or your wife, it's important for the believer to look for a godly man or woman to be their spouse. And therefore, let me suggest that as you're praying and seeking God, look for opportunities to get yourself into the company of such godly people where you can meet people and who knows, perhaps God will have the opportunity there for you to meet some people and the possibilities of emerging romance. It's very interesting, we all have a story, those of us who are married. My story was that I was going through a period of my life, I think I was about late 20s, and I had glandular fever. I remember I was living alone. I remember feeling very alone. And I remember coming to a point uh, in my life where I actually said to the Lord in my loneliness, Lord, if you want me to be single all the days of my life, I will gladly surrender to you now and be single. And I meant it. Within a short space of time that summer, actually, I met Debs, who became my wife, over about a year later, I just want to say to you, look for opportunities. Look for opportunities. I went on a Christian holiday and I spent some good time in the company of other Christians. I met Debs there. Things developed. I'm just encouraging you, people of God, whatever situation you're in, as you pray, 
Look for opportunities to see God at work and see how God may be answering your prayers in those situations. It's important, I feel, that we don't just pray, sit back and do nothing, unless that's a specific instruction from God. But I think partnering with God is such that we pray, we seek him, and we're actively looking for answers without stressing and without getting uptight about it. Uh, on the 3rd of May last year, interesting, right about the time of the first lockdown, I wrote in my Bible here on that verse 4, I wrote in the margin, dwell, gaze and seek. And I really feel for us, people of God, that that's an important lesson to learn. Let's dwell in his presence the scriptures say, don't they, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to him today. Come close. He wants to receive you. Gaze upon him. How beautiful he is. And seek him. Bring your petitions to him. Pursue him. Praise who matters most. Here he goes again. David lifts it up. He was starting his psalm with worshipping and praising and exalting God. Then he brings his one thing I ask. And then having brought his one thing that he asks, he's off again. Fantastic. He's going upwards again. He's got to praise and worship God and remind God, I know who you are. And he goes on now and he says in verse 5, you are my protector. You are my exalter. You are my joy in verse 6. It says, at his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I am looking forward so much. When we come out of lockdown, come on Lord, deliver us. When we come out of lockdown, the most important thing I reckon I'm looking forward to is this. The people of God gathering together to spend a long time worshipping communally, out loud, singing his praise, raising our hands as we've been doing and dancing before him and celebrating his goodness. I'm looking forward to that. I want to hear shouts of joy again amongst the people of God. Communal shouts of joy. The Lord has delivered us. The Lord has rescued us. And David says, I will sing and I'll make music to the Lord. I'm going to rejoice in him no matter what's going on. He's my song. Verse 9 says, he's my helper. Verse 9 also says, oh God, my saviour, you are the one who rescues me. I love verse 10. I struggled to get the right word to put down for you in the PowerPoint. The best word I could find was receiver. Listen to this. This may be particularly relevant to an individual today who's listening. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. If you're listening today and you feel over many, many years the weight of pain because of rejection by a father or by a mother, or indeed by both. God says to you today, I'm not like that. 
I am your receiver. You can come to me. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, burdened down, and I will give you rest. Let me say to you, if that's you today, come to him. He is waiting with open arms to receive you because that's the kind of God he is. He is amazingly good. Hallelujah. He's amazingly good, good, good. He is good and his love endures forever, the Bible says. David says, teach me, Lord. He's our teacher. If you want wisdom, if you want to know how to live in the goodness of God and develop and grow and mature into a strong man, a woman of God, let God teach you. He's the best teacher. Funnily enough, he doesn't generally use PowerPoints, but he does give us his word. This is the final authority in all things, people of God. If people are teaching you things that don't line up with the word of God, uh, in a previous place of employment, they called it File 13. Put it in the bin. If it lines up with the word of God and it's cl the clear teaching of scripture and you bounce it off your elders and leaders and you, you prayerfully weigh it up, if it's God speaking and God clearly directing, then go for it and give it everything you've got. Pray and look for answers as you pray and be actively working together in partnership with God. And David says, you are my leader. I have to say to you, uh, having recently turned 54, I came to the Lord first as a, a little boy, a few months off eight. In all those years, he has been fabulous to me. He has been my leader. He's been my teacher. He's always received me. He's my saviour. I am forgiven because of his son. Let me say to you today, if you're listening and you don't really know this Jesus, God has reached out to his creation in his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus died on a tree, on a cross for us so that shedding his blood and dying for us, he took the punishment that you and I deserved. This is incredible news. Jesus has died in my place and he's died so that I can be forgiven. And he's been raised up from the dead. Even people who never wrote the Bible. Josephus is an example, a Jewish historian in the early centuries. He claimed this Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus Christ is alive today. And he has the power and the willingness and desire to help you to get right with God. You can come and say, I'm sorry, Lord, I've messed up. I have sinned against a holy God. I'm coming to you. I ask you to forgive me, to fill me with your life and power by the Holy Spirit and change my life. I'm, I want to become a follower of you, Lord Jesus. I want to live in the goodness of God. You can do that today. If you do that, let us know. Connect with us here at RedeemerChurchColchester.org. Okay? Forward slash hub. You can find out more about what we're doing as a church be great for you to connect with us. I'm going to pray for us and I just want to encourage us as we go. The New Testament says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness 
and all these other things will be added unto you. I think David has shown us a beautiful example of this. He has sought God himself. He has sought God's rule and reign, his kingdom, his desires, and God took care of the rest. I want to encourage us today, as we pray individually, as we pray communally as a church, let's make it a priority, and I know we have been, let's continue to make it a priority, to, when we pray, to worship and to praise Yes, to pursue and cry out to God and petition, absolutely. But in the midst of our pursuit, that we are surrounded, those pursuits are surrounded by this praise and longing and desire to worship him. He is so good. So often as Christians, we look for his arm to move. I think David is showing us today that his fundamental priority was to seek God's face, to be with him, to dwell upon him, to gaze upon him, to dwell with him rather I should say, to gaze upon him and to seek him. Let's go for pursuing worship and seeking his face, but not at the expense of seeking his arm to move in power and to bring transformation around us. I'm going to pray for us now, and I'd love you to pray with me, okay? First of all, I just want to pray for anybody who doesn't know Jesus yet, but they'd love to know him today. Let's just do that now. Why don't you just pray this with me, if that's you. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross for me. Thank you that you shed your blood for me, that I could be forgiven. I give you my life unreservedly. Forgive me and fill me with your Holy Spirit's power. I give myself to you to follow you the rest of my life. Amen. And let's pray for those of us who are Christians, shall we? Father, I pray in each of our hearts, please would you give us more longing and more desire to look up when we pray, to praise, to worship, to adore. Let our mouths be filled with praise and adoration. Yes, Lord, we want to seek you. Yes, we want to ask you. It might just be one thing we ask you for today, but we want to ask you, but we want that to be surrounded with an attitude of worship and prayer, remembering how great you are. We give you praise. We worship you today. You're an awesome God. Your son, Jesus, is so beautiful and your Holy Spirit is so precious. Would you bless us and encourage us as we praise you and as we pursue you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today, Redeemer. I pray God's word has been a blessing to you and that you will truly enjoy a filled with the Holy Spirit kind of life where you love worshipping and praising Jesus in the midst of your pursuits. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.